In celebration of opening day, we've got a special episode of The Moth Podcast for you. The theme is baseball and the surprising ways it connects people. I gaze out at the players on the field and then I, uh, I look over at my dad and I, I realize that in the silence between us that something has changed. It's like I'm seeing him for the first time. Two stories about baseball, family, and so much more. The episode's available right now. Subscribe to The Moth Podcast to make sure you hear it. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Okay, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. Here's Saul Tlamachia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. All right, there's nobody I'd rather have on right now than Ty Buttry. Nobody. Because the baseball season's coming up, and I, I, Ty, I am uh, officially, officially anointing you as the person, the party starter, when it comes to enthusiasm for baseball. Because <laughs> I love your story. I love that you've, you know, your motivations. You're, you're falling back in love with baseball for the right reasons. I'm not. I don't. I hope I'm not putting words in your mouth. But still, um, we'll go through sort of your path and everything else. I knew, I don't know if we've ever met, but I knew you from, you know, covering the Red Sox. Uh, okay. Yeah, fourth round pick. Um, yeah. And uh, obviously, uh, you, you threw a baseball really hard. Congratulations. And yeah. uh, you still throw a baseball very hard. Uh, you also, uh, Ian Kinsler, traded for Ian Kinsler uh, in 2018. So, obviously of note. Uh, and and then you went on to, to be a closer and all these different things. But... Uh, the biggest thing, Ty, first of all, I've been rambling to begin with, which I don't normally do, but I'm excited to have you on. Uh, how are you? How are you doing? Uh, uh, thanks, Rob. Thanks for having me on. Um, like I said earlier, thanks for doing this. I'm happy to share any, you know, share all the stories I got and answer any questions you have for me. So I'm a, I'm a pretty open book for the most part. So nothing's going to offend me. Nothing's going to hurt my feelings. So Whatever, whatever you want to cover, feel free. Um, but I'm doing good. I'm out in Arizona right now. I just got back from San Diego. Uh, I was out there working with my pitching coach, um, doing some stuff before camp. And then I just kind of decided to get to Arizona uh, like two, three weeks early. I like to get to spring, tra- spring training early and just go through my process, get my mind right, get my body right, kind of get in the, you know, the flow of the scheduling and everything. But you know, I definitely, um, I'd say I'm, I'm doing really good. To answer your question, I'm, I'm, I'm great. I'm good. Do you, uh, did you find someone to catch you? So the Mariners, well, most clubs, you can, they have like the facilities open for the rehab and the minor league guys. So I'm just, I like went in and it was almost like a full on spring training day. You know, um, they're closed on the weekends, but like today. Probably just going to go throw against the wall and then tomorrow throw against the wall. But I may just even take these next two days off because I'm about to get into a lot of throwing. So, yeah, you know, yeah. Best shape, it's, Ty, it's best shape of our life season. It's coming up. <laughs> best shape of our life season, right? So. It is. It definitely is. <laughs> uh, all right. So just a little bit of background. Like I said, like you said, fourth round pick. Um uh, rising star in the Red Sox organization, and I know you're a rising star because you are included in a big trade, like you were in 2018 mm-hmm. uh, when the Red Sox making their World Series run uh, for Ian Kinsler, who ended up being a, a key part of that team. Uh, ends up you end up being a closer, 
for the Angels 2020, the COVID year, correct? That, correct. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So your closer, and then um, then after that year, cor- again, correct me if I'm wrong. After that year, you decide to retire, right? Correct. I did. Yeah. yeah. I retired in 2021 after 20, that spring training. After that spring training. Um, so this is before we get into that. This is one of the reasons why I said that I'm excited to talk to you because because. You still playing baseball? Anytime anyone retires and then comes back to play baseball, you you you're playing for the you're you're doing it because you like the great game of baseball. But but and I want you to explain why, if you can, because I, again I don't want to put words in your mouth. Why you retired? Um, the motivations behind it, your mindset, and then how different. I know I'm incli- uh, 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 encompassing a lot here. But how different you feel about the game of baseball now compared to when you retired? So the floor is yours. Yeah, no, it's a it's a great topic, Rob. Um, you know, I, I, like obviously coming back to baseball, I said a lot of things about how the game made me feel, um, and here I am playing it again. And so it's kind of funny how that worked out. But you know, I man, I was. Geez, it's hard to describe it because it really has been like a, it's been a growth journey. I mean, even going back when I was signing, you know, being a young kid from Charlotte, never really left Charlotte to kind of just being thrown into minor league baseball and hey, go out there and survive, man, figure it out. Um, You know, I had to learn a lot about myself. I had to challenge myself a lot. Um, Fortunately, the Red Sox were really big on promoting the mental skills aspects of the game and so they were one of the first to really do that in 2000 did I say 2012 Mm -hmm. um and so I was always like a you know I always was uh trying to better myself on and off the field and I was really good at the physical side and training and you know working hard and pushing myself but the mental side was just super new to me and so I started exploring it you know then I started struggling a little bit in 16 and I explored it even more and in 17 explored it even more and that's just kind of how like growth and this mental, these journeys and processes go. I mean, it really is a never ending battle of just self exploration and finding new ways and better ways to do things and learning, learning things about yourself. And, you know, I've definitely done some stupid things over the last couple of years. And I'd say looking back on it, like leaving baseball, considering I came back a year later, like, yeah, like it was obviously, it was silly to do that. Um, I wish I maybe would have just taken, a few months off, but I was in a pretty, I was in a pretty like, um, I wasn't going to say like, I'm not going to say bad state. I, I just was, I, I knew I had to be done. Like I, I knew something was wrong and I didn't really know how to express it at the time. I, I think there was just a lot of like maybe built up anger and stress and tension throughout all these years of just like going, 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 um, you know, and when I got myself to the big leagues, uh, you know, things felt off. It just felt weird. I felt, sounds stupid, but I felt bored. <laughs> the baseball isn't boring. Like, <laughs> definitely now, you know, like. A, hey, listen, first <laughs> addiction is denial, right? Let's, I mean, this, yeah. at least we can, it, it's okay, but you've come <laughs> out on the other side. So there you go. I did come out the other side. And that's the cool thing about this was, you know, I just wasn't looking when you're looking at the fear of the game and you live in this fear state for so long and you're just, you know, you're worried about giving up home runs because you're not going to get called up. You're worried about getting sent down. You're worried about losing your job. You're worried about providing for your family. 
and you start worrying about all these uncontrollable things, you know, that's something when you're diving into the mental skills of sports, the one like founding principle is control what you can control. And it's a nice thing to say. It's just another thing to actually do and to put into practice in everyday life. And so um, at that time, you know, I was just not going back to the decision of leaving. Like I was just extremely burnt out. I was having some anxiety. Um, I've always kind of had some anxiety. So I think anxiety affects everyone differently. Um, it, it comes out in weird ways. And so, uh, you know, I'm not going to say like, the anxiety was the main reason because like I said, I've dealt with it my whole career. Um, I, you know, throwing COVID in there, I definitely was a, was a piece of it. Um, feeling unhappy, you know, living this awesome life, having this awesome job, making awesome money, meeting awesome people, just doing really cool things, but not feeling like this, this thing in my heart. That's like, be like, why, why does this feel like this? You know, like, why is this not like this thing when I was a young kid why am I not supposed to be like having so much fun? And why don't I love being a big leaguer? And why am I taking this for granted? And, you know, just like all these things just kept popping up. And I think COVID was kind of, it sped up a lot of that because it was the first time in my life where I was actually able to go out and, you know, there was no baseball for five, six months and you went out and did other things. And whether you were locked down in your house or whatever, like, you know, my wife and I, we started doing a lot of business and entrepreneurship stuff. We got into a bunch of content creation. Um, we started a few different businesses. And so definitely my distraction off the field started getting bigger. Um, but like looking back on those, those were all kind of like, you know, there were ways for me to feel successful and do something else without like identifying the elephant in the room, which was like, hey, man, like, something's going on with this sport and your mindset right now, we need to address that. And instead I was kind of addressing it and coping with it in different ways. And, you know, like I said, Rob, I could go down the whole entire rabbit hole with this. So it's like, it's hard to put my perspective and experiences because they have been growing. And it's like, mm. like the first year out of baseball, I was like, hell no, I was done. I was like, I'm so glad I left. And then December 5th rolls around and I tell my wife, I'm like, Hey, like, definitely think I kind of want to go back, but I don't know if I want to. And if I'm going to go back, I should go back now because, you know, now I'm looking at two years out of the game and I can't, there's no way I'm going to be able to come back at two years. And so like I went back into the game in just a weird state. When I went back to the angels trip play, I was super out of shape, lost all my, I went from throwing a hundred to topping out at 90 or 88, um, 35 pounds overweight, just like, not me. And then Astros last year was kind of more or less the same thing of just getting back in shape, trying to feel my way through this, like just feeling weird. Like I felt weird in the clubhouse. I felt weird on the mound. I felt weird with a lot of things, but I knew I had to keep going. Um, and I'll stop it right there. But that's basically like, that's everything kind of boiled down into like a five minute. Yeah, no, it's, 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 it, I appreciate all the insight. And, and so there's a couple of things I want to ask. Um, so the moment you, you 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 go through that time and then you decide this I I'm done with baseball I I'm done with it this thing that has you know I think I read somewhere you you want to it, it became more about wanting to prove a lot of people wrong instead of doing it for the right reasons um, but whatever it be this it's I'm done with it and we've had on different people who have retired I, I saw. We just had on a guy named Ryan Sheriff who retired for like a, a couple of weeks, you know, a month. Yeah. 
And and then I, I, I talked to Daniel Bard recently, and his story is incredible, right? I mean, he retired, became a coach, and then unretired. But to to get to that point where you, I, for lack of a better term, push the button, mm-hmm. usually, you know, it's like the social media post. You mm-hmm. push the button, say, I'm retired. To get to that point, and when you do that, not a lot of people know what that feels like, especially in your 20s, mm-hmm. right? So... Mm-hmm. How, how, what do you remember about that? I mean, what do you remember about actually? It's one thing to tell your wife and say, "Hey, you know, I, I don't think," but to push the button is a, and then and then by the way, probably getting a bunch of texts from people saying, "What? What? What? what what's going on?" Yeah, that was a really weird time. Um, but man, it, I was sitting there, and the the prior events before that was like. You know, the Angels front office was very understandable. Like, hey, guys, something's off. Perry was giving me the time. At, hey, go take care of it. Do what you got to do. We're here for you. You know, maybe just he was saying, maybe just stay in Arizona. Don't go to the games. And I did it. And I went to a few practices. And like I said, I just started having this crazy anxiety. And it just wasn't going away. And um, it, I, I was trying to fix it. And I was trying to do things. And that's where looking back, you know, I could see how, like, Maybe I pissed a few of my teammates off and people off by just leaving abruptly right before the season, being kind of their one of their more established like arms in the pin, and now they're going into a season without an arm. And so, like, if I could redo it, I definitely would have probably done that in a different way. And that's where I said, like, looking back on it, would I should I have taken the whole year? No, but I, I, I was acting selfishly in that purposely. Like, I was looking out for myself mm. and nobody else. Like, I didn't care about anyone's feelings about me leaving. I didn't care about what anyone's, you know, identity of like whatever it was. Like I was looking out for Ty and like I had to do it. I had to hit the button to actually see like, like I hit that button and I started doing a whole bunch of other things in life and I didn't look back. And then, you know, I got to the end of that road and I was like, wow, like where am I? This year's over. Let's kind of sum it up. And it was a crazy year. Like I said, like my wife and I, we were, doing a lot of business stuff. We started a nonprofit in the Virgin Islands. We built a bunch of communities. We had fun with people. Uh, We just did like just things that we wanted to do. Like we didn't really have any rules. Like it was the first time in my life where I just didn't have rules. And so um, to actually hit that button and post it and retire, um, it didn't feel like, ah, I feel better now. It just was like, like there was a lot of, and, looking back now, like I'm going to keep saying looking back throughout this, but like looking back, there's definitely like a lot of anger, um, like resentment towards maybe certain people and just the sport in general. Um, and, and that's probably just cause I didn't understand what I was going through. And so like when people are confused and stressed, you know, usually anger is like something that comes out. And so I didn't care. I, people would, were reaching out and mind blown. Like everyone was like, this guy's off the deep end. And I didn't look at myself as I didn't look at myself as off the deep end. I just looked at myself as like I've never really been one to follow what everyone else does. I've always kind of just lived my own life. Like I've never been a peer pressure guy. Like I just do what I want to do. And so for me, I was just doing what Ty wanted to do in that situation. Um, and I learned, and I went through a bunch of stuff, and I you know explored a lot of different things about me and what I like to do, and found a bunch of different hobbies, and um, you know my wife and I got closer than we could ever get, you know, and like 
it's just like these, this thing it's, you, you look back on, you're like, yeah, I sacrificed three years of my prime career in the, at the very top wasted to now coming back two years later out of shape at 31, trying to get back to the position I was, I just was. And so, um, you know, I think it's just in me. I'm an athlete. I like to compete. I love throwing hard. I love striking people out. I love traveling. Um, I do like seeing all these cool things that this job gives me. Um, I, the community aspect of meeting fans and stuff is awesome. Now, am I going to sit here and say I'm a, I'm a baseball rad and I know all the stats of every player and I collected all these things? And I think that's maybe where, like, like I started putting – this pressure on myself that if I'm in the big leagues, I got to love what I'm doing, you know, like who, how can you not be in the big leagues and not love what you're doing? And so that to me was like, dude, it doesn't have to be exactly literally that. Like there's other ways to love the game and play it. You don't have to be like, no, nope, I don't love it. So I'm out. And so like kind of learned, you know, learned a lot there. So you had said in passing, you said, you know, I was, I was doing it for myself mm. and I don't, I didn't, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but, you know, I was doing it for myself and I don't care, you know, about the outside stuff, but I was doing it for myself. And you almost said it like in a way that was a bad, like where I look at that as saying, yeah, you know, not enough people do it for themselves. You're the most important person, you and your family, and and you're doing it for yourself. And I think that one of the things, and you probably got the brunt of this, was, and I look back at, um, I think his name was Eric Bolin, the linebacker for the 49ers, who retired you know, in his mid-20s at the peak of his game. It wasn't too long before you retired that you were closer for a major league team. So people are saying, hey, like, how dare you? You're a closer for a major league team. How dare you? You right. have this great lifestyle, and you're doing well, and you have this gift, and give the gift to everybody else. But at the end of the day, like what is do it, you have to I don't care where you are in life, where you are in, in your career, this yeah. is all about doing it for yourself. Like and, and I, I don't know if 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 you felt guilty about it, uh where you shouldn't have. I don't know. Like I don't know. But when you said that, it struck me, I'm like, of course, do it for yourself. Yeah, no, uh, Rob, like I that's the thing, man. Like I didn't realize how many, I mean, geez, I, I posted that letter because the, first of all, the way I posted it, it was maybe a little bit dramatic and like, but I was annoyed because the, the club at the time, the angels, they put out a statement and then the media started running with it and it made it look like I was, I quit because I got optioned down, which was not the case at all. I went to the front office and said it and then they optioned me down. So like, like I said, I was kind of annoyed. And so I put out this big long letter and like, I got really detailed about like everything just so like people were like, okay, that's the reason not in, not that I really cared about like proving my point there, but like it wasn't because I was getting option down. And so when I put that letter out, it definitely was like a 50, I'd say like 50% of the people loved it. 25% hated it. And 25% thought I was on drugs and crazy probably. And so like that was, you're going to have these people that, like you said, um, you know, saying stuff and like trying to come up with all these reasonings of why, and it doesn't make sense and how dare him. And, you know, I, I had people very close to me, absolutely abandon me because I started seeking out and like being myself. Like that was the craziest thing about this whole thing was like how many fake friends and people I had in my community that as soon as baseball was out of my life and I started being tied 
that Ty always wanted to be from when he was a young kid. That, and that's no slight on anyone. It's just kids, people grow up and they don't really get to explore who they truly are until they're way down in life. And so like I saw that coming and I saw another path that I wanted to indulge in and I did. And so like I say that because I did get a lot of kickback from certain people and like uh, friends and teammates. And um, I'm not going to say when specifically, but like I kind of was in my head like, dude, how do you guys like, how do you even have the nerve to like, tell me I should be doing this. I should like, I'm like, you don't know anything about my life. Like I would never come into somebody's life and tell them like, no, you should stay in that job and you should provide for this. And you should do, I'm like, like get out of my life. Like this is the problem. Like you guys need to get out of here. And so that's where I think a lot of like that, just that buildup of like, Hey, peace, I'm out kind of thing. And that's looking back on it. Like I would have done it 10 times out of 10. Um, there were some pieces of it. Maybe I wish I could have cleaned up a little bit. Um, it is what it is. And I'm back playing baseball because it's freaking crazy, man. This game is absolutely nuts. Like, like it's nuts and it's, it's nuts and I'm a little nuts and I like playing and doing it because it's like, you can tweak one little thing on your slider and now you're a hall of fame pitcher an all-star pitcher. You can find a new workout or you can go to a new pitching coach and like the training aspect always what kept me going. Um, and the proving, my, proving myself was what kept me going the first time. And now, you know, I'm, I'm kind of learning a new process. Like I'm learning what Ty likes to do and how he likes to play and how he likes to train. And I don't mean to keep referring myself into the third person either. I'm just saying, I like that. That's good. So I'm exploring it right now for sure. I'm having a lot of fun doing it. Um, before we get into sort of your, Signing with the Mariners and, 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 you know, like you had talked, you had touched on your last couple of years about the coming back with the Angels and the Astros and, and how far you've come since then. But when you mentioned, you know, you focus on the people who sort of abandon ship and question you and everything. Mm-hmm. Let's focus on the positive. Because mm-hmm. there's all, one of the things, Tyler, I always find interesting is sometimes somebody says something that just hits the right way. Somebody might give you a message as this hits the right way. And you don't know it. Like this, everyone is saying, I'll come back to Daniel Bard. Mm-hmm. Talking to him. And, and when he was going through his thing with the yips, it was everyone wants to help. But, but you know, they don't know how. And it, it's almost like white noise. So when when the, the supporters of you they say hey we're here for you whatever whatever but maybe somebody said something that just hit the right way that that they get it and that's the thing that i needed the most to move forward was there that moment or that person um and it's okay if, if it's okay if yeah i mean no like it when you say move forward you mean like leave and like no 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 because- just just after the fact you retired like after the yeah. fact, this, this, that, that you were, because the moment that you push the button, that's when sort of the, the next evolution of Ty started, mm-hmm. right? Definitely. That sort of landed here. Yeah. But you have to sort of, that's another evolution. I am getting deep now, I know, but I'm, but no, you're, no, you're, good. you're making me think. So, but no, that's, that's, view it. that's, that's, sure. that's the next evolution of you. And to to sort of keep that train moving, maybe somebody like 
and maybe it was in the last year. Maybe it was the last two years. I don't know. But was there anybody that that helped you like that, that, that said something that that really helped that process? Um, not really, Rob. Like it. That's the thing, man. Like I have just been such a student of the mental side of the game, and like you know, I, I, I've just taken my own. I mean, not to get go too far back, but I remember in 2016, I was 24 years old or 23 years old and I had a bad outing. I was in AAA and I started crying and I'm just like, what? I was like, what's going on with this? And like, why? I'm like, I'm a grown man. I'm crying here in baseball. And I just felt super lost. And so like, again, that's what I was trying to say. Like I just became an avid, you know, contributor to the mental side of baseball, not just the mental health side of it, because like that's, getting a lot of the buzz right now is the mental health. It was more mm-hmm. like the mental skills. How do I calm myself down? How do I slow myself down? How do I control what I can control? How do I focus on the positives? How do I do these things? And so like, man, I got, you know, hundreds and hundreds of pages of journals and meditations and audiobooks and, you know, videos and tapes and like self-help things. And I just, I mean, I went through the whole entire for years and years of just trying to explore and learn and get better and try things. And so there wasn't really, there was people I'd say more, I'd say now in my life, um, my, I've gotten a lot closer with my family. I've gotten a lot closer with the people that were kind of there throughout this process. Um, and like, they're kind of here now, but during this whole thing, it like people just let me go. Like people just were like, this guy's on his own. Um, I don't understand it. I don't want to get involved. Because when people would try to debate me, I would have a very strong opinion back to it. And, like, I wouldn't just be like, yeah, you're right. I see your point. Like, I'd say no. This is in, like, I explained it very, this is how I feel. This is what I needed to do. This is what, and people just, they're like, hey, good luck, Ty. You know, good, do your thing, man. And, like, that's what it was. It was a good luck to your thing. And um, that was what we just did. My wife and I in our Florida home, um, you know, it was crazy. We definitely, like, from the outside, we definitely was a little crazy. But, like, I have a very artistic, creative side to me, and so is my wife. And so, like, you know, we started doing art. We started getting graffiti done. Like, we started learning uh, how to do, like, these different content creation things. We built a website that I got scammed on and lost a bunch of money on. Like, oh, oh no. Created, like, oh. Yeah, we created it. But we did, like, a lot of other cool stuff. It's like, I just did stuff. Like, I was just a baseball player my whole life. And so everyone's seeing me doing all this crazy stuff and they're like, this guy's off the deep end. It's like, I mean, I can see how you, you feel that way, but in reality, I'm just living my life, man. By the way, graffiti, like, yeah, do, please do tell. Coming in. Do, do tell. Uh, yeah. This was before the season. Like I said, the entrepreneurship stuff started kind of becoming a little bit too much. And we had a famous graffiti artist come into our Florida home and paint these like two crazy murals in the garage. And uh, it was for the business and the house was meant to be for like business purposes, but you can't really explain that to people. And so everyone was like, yeah, this guy's definitely, this guy's definitely losing it. <laughs> it's, it's, awesome. but it's all good. It's all the, good. Uh, the, you made me think that one, another thing that I've had conversations with agents and other people about is, is MLB doing enough? You know, we, is MLB doing enough, like with with um, helping people? And I think teams are trying, right? Mm-hmm. You you had said you know the Red Sox were, you know I I know Red Sox going back years upon years, like they had a mental performance coach 
mental performance coach. I mean, maybe that's different. You know, that's here. We're going to have this guy around to get, make the, get the best performance out of you. But, but the, the, the ability to sit down and, and help you through life is a different thing. Um, yeah. You've probably seen that evolve. But do you think, do you think from your perspective, MLB does enough in that respect? You know, it's hard to – I'm not going to dodge this question. I'm going to answer it the best I can because it, it is complicated and it's a little bit layered. And, um, for instance, yes, there are some clubs that are doing an amazing job and then there's some clubs that are not doing a job at all. And I think it part of it is there's like a, the old school component of put some dirt on it, tough it out, you're good, you don't need this, it's all in your head kind of deal. And then there's the other part of it where the, the younger generation coming up, they're definitely in tune to their – uh, feelings and emotions a little bit more, and that's just the that's just how life is. And as people get older, things change, and so you can't blame them for that. And so, I definitely think there's a need for a more of a, um, you know, not so much of a you know rough neck, you know, put some dirt on it, suck it up kind of attitude. There is a need to kind of allow players to speak and communicate what's on their mind, and not feel like they're soft or weak or, um, you know. Because guys hold this stuff in. We're around guys and you know in the locker room and no one wants to sound no one wants to sound soft, no one wants to get made fun of. You want to be the guy that's on the mound in front of fifty thousand fans, closing the game out. And some players do it, they don't have an issue with it at all. Other players have a major issue and they succeed. Other players don't don't have an issue and they don't succeed. And then you just have so many like different backgrounds of like Latin America, um, Asia, North America, you know, and so it's like you're trying to you're trying to give a solution for a very complicated problem because like every guy's problem can vary so drastically like there are some serious guys that out there that have had some very like bad mental health crisis and stuff and then there's other guys that just kind of do their own thing and off the field issues and so to answer your question like is MLB doing enough I'd say well you know obviously I look at MLB as the representation of 30 clubs. Mm-hmm. And so MLB as its, as its own like cell, could they be doing more? Um, I'm honestly, I'm not super aware. I think I know that they have some um, like performance coaches and mental health advocates definitely now working in like the front office for MLB. I say the club, I said the teams are doing a good job. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really know if MLB is, but like it's definitely out there. It's definitely being talked about. It's definitely not being shunned away. And so for MLB to kind of be open about like, hey, we're not shutting this away. Like you, you hear MLB Network talking about it. You hear journalists and media talking about it. Um, so they're, they're definitely – I think you could always do a better job. I mean, geez, you could always add more. Um, and I think they will add more. But I'd say right now, like, yeah, like it's definitely – there's resources out there. there. There really is. And if it's not with the club, then you can go through your PA and your PA will help you. Um there's there's a lot of resources out there, but you just yeah. gotta you gotta kind of get over the stigma that I'm asking for help. Well, and I think people are you know compared to again five years ago, ten years ago, much more accepting and much more accepting about being public too. I mean, probably even mm-hmm. more more you know than it was when you know you decided to retire. I mean, honestly, in the last couple of years it has evolved significantly. Um, but I do want to so jump to now. Mm-hmm. So you signed with Seattle, all yeah. right. This no, this is the fun part, right? Yeah. This is good. Smile on your face, ready to go. Best shape of our life season. Feeling good, feeling better than you have in years. I'm putting words in your mouth. I have no idea, but true. All right, good. So, 
How did this come about? Because you were with the Astros minor leagues last year. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so how did, how did uh, joining the Mariners come about? So I was with the Astros, got released, had a, uh, you know, had a great experience there. Honestly, first-class organization. They, they're pro through and throughout, so it's cool to see that. Um, Mariners obviously are, too. It's been absolutely everything's first-class and professional here. Um, but to kind of before that, how that happened, I went down to the Dominican Republic and played for Escojito. Uh, so I was down there for like two and a half months, uh, just grinding and learning and facing top quality hitters, big pressure situations. Uh, the Dominican really impacted me in a positive way. I mean, it really, I kind of like was in this sink or swim boat again. And I'm like, you know, I started feeling not burnt out, but I was like, man, like, I'm not performing the way it's been two years now. My mechanics aren't there. My delivery's not there. My fastball's not coming back. I'm like, what is it? I've been training for two years. Like, geez, when's my body going to open up again? When am I going to throw hard? And like, when am I going to stop getting beat by singles up the middle? And, you know, I had some, I had a lot of experience. And so I put myself in a good situation down in the Dominican where I came out of that with like, whoa, baseball is way different than how I grew up thinking it was like affiliate ball and little league and all that. And that sport. And then there's Latin America baseball. And it was mind blowing to see the difference of culture, like all my routines and all my processes just got thrown out the window because like you have to adapt on the fly, like the circumstances are. And so anyways, long story short, like finished up there, learned a lot about myself, learned a lot about the game learned a lot about my process. That's I basically torn down my old foundation and rebuilt my whole training program from down in the DR. Um, And then uh, I don't have an agent. So my dad was sending out all these emails to clubs um, just being my agent. I mean, this man, this man's like, he's just pumping out emails and sending video. That's great. You know, and like a lot of people are like, Hey Ty, you know, thanks. Thanks for sending this. Well, you know, good luck. We'll follow along, which means no. And then, like, you know, just I kept, we just kept sending emails out and kept sending film out, kept saying, you know, approaching it as with a humble kind of demeanor and just being like, listen, guys, like, because at first, Rob, like, I thought I was going to get picked up. Like, I thought I was going to get picked up pretty quick. I thought I had would have better opportunity in Asia. No, both of those didn't happen. Then I started realizing, then I started getting a lot of calls from, like, indie ball. And I was like, man, am I really, not to slight indie ball, but I just, yeah. I was like, man, I'm really out of this game now. Like I'm like, I'm not this guy who I was four years ago. Like my name is gone. Like they balls moved on and players and prospects have came up. And like, it was a, it was a like hard pill to swallow. It was a very humbling pill to swallow um, that I didn't have a job. And I started looking into medical sales and I started talking to my brother-in-laws about like, Hey, can you guys get me a job? Like, I got my wife to take care of and I want to get a house and I want to do things, but like, I'm not going to keep, I'm going to keep playing. But like, if there's not, if it's, if my body's not responding, teams aren't responding, then all of a sudden mechanics, things started clicking a little bit. I got an offer to go to Puerto Rico Mm -hmm. um, after the end of Dominican pitched really well there. That's kind of where I found some more stuff. And then right as I was going into Puerto Rico, uh, like the first two games there, um, Jerry DePoto, uh, responded back to an email and he's like, Ty, you know, we, we're definitely interested. We'd love to, uh, we'd love to get on, you know, get this, if, if you're interested kind of deal. And I said, yes, like I'm hundred percent interested. Like 
trust me. I don't, I don't have any other teams to be interested in. So yes, like, like send me the contract. I'll sign it right now. And so um, that's kind of how it went. And it just was like, I'm looking at this as a crazy, like last shot opportunity. Definitely trying to like come at this as like a humble person, like not try, like that was kind of something else I was exploring the last two years. Just like, where's my, who's my confidence? Like, who do I like to be? What do I like to, how do I like to say stuff? And like, you know, I've just kept everything in for so long. And so, like, I uh, – it's just – it's awesome because, like, I kept telling my family once the deal went through, I was like, guys, like, something really feels right about this year. And, like, last year with the Astros, like, I felt like I was a kid playing on the varsity club. And, like, I just didn't – like, I didn't believe I was going to get back. And, like, this year I'm like – it's just a completely different energy. It's a completely different feeling. It's hard to describe that. It's like, I know I have to prove myself a lot. I know I have to go out there and earn my name back, but like, it's just so much more like simpler in my head. And maybe because I'm older I'm turning 31, I'm not a young kid, hot shot anymore. Like I got humbled hard by life. And so, uh, that's kind of how it transpired. And then they've just been super forthright with everything. I had a great, First day yesterday, the staff is awesome. I mean, it's it's super. It's just it's great here. It really is. So the last thing is is we'll come back to where we started, which is you you've discovered the love of baseball, right? I mean, this is I. It yeah. sounds like you're entering this spring training. You've been through I don't know how many spring trainings, what 10, 11, 12, whatever they are, 12, 13, and yeah, and so you're this is this is we all want the players to head into spring training feeling probably like you do now, which is, Hey, look, like I don't, uh, uh, my journey has allowed me this gift of loving baseball in a way that I, I haven't in since maybe I was started playing in little league. So is that how it feels real quick, real quick, quick on that, Rob? Yeah. I was down in Puerto Rico and I was playing and I said, this is the first time that baseball has felt, and it started feeling like this in the Dominican, but it was the first time baseball felt like how it was like when I was a, like a, uh, in high school or in middle school. And it was just purely a game. And like it hit me out of nowhere. And, and like I felt like this pressure leave. I felt like myself get way more still and calm. And I just was like, whoa, this is a cool feeling. And that feeling has been what's driving me. It wasn't like, and like, yes, like money was driving me in the past, like status and like power and these bad things were driving me and like proving people wrong and anger. It's like, no wonder it kind of blew up in my face. There was no, like, there was no love. There was no appreciation. There was no like thoughtfulness. There was no mindfulness. And like, I've taken those kind of, you know, feelings and have built this new platform on it. So yeah, like that feeling of being a kid is that's how in my head I thought it should be in the big leagues, you know, in the past. Well, listen, I'm happy. You've you've definitely earned your T-shirts. So, <laughs> yeah, nah, I, but, I, I really appreciate it, and uh, and there is no better person to talk to heading into because it's not that far away. You just said you're down there, you're you're throwing the baseball under under the umbrella of a of a major league team. So there you go. <laughs> so it's great. Pretty awesome. Yeah. So, pretty awesome. Th- thank you so much. Thanks. Appreciate it.